welcome back to uh, the podcast, The Stories in My Head. This is your podcast host, Sarah Armstrong. And I'm um, always glad to have you with us and appreciate your support. We're doing a series on um, an actual life event that happened to me when I became uh, elected the mayor of a small town in Alabama. Um, it's called Pups, Politics, and Power. And it has to do with a dog racing track that was built in um, Shorter, Alabama, which was just a little small, quiet community. And this big multi-million dollar track comes in and there's all kind of uh, people running around trying to make money. There's uh, uh, corrupt officials trying to benefit from the dog track. But mostly it's the people of Shorter being affected by this huge enterprise that has come into their community. So at this point in our story, the um, the city of Shorter has been formed. We have gone through an election or a referendum on incorporation incorpor after having drawn up the map and, and adhered to all of the regulations that you had to meet to be qualified to be a, a, a city or a town. Uh, the elections have been held I am the mayor, there are five city council members, and now we have to start doing the business of running a city. And it, it's one thing if you're in a city, or you're in a metropolitan area already, and you suddenly uh, close off a part of it and include it and say this is now a city, but this was just mostly a rural area. And everybody, including myself, who was elected, we weren't politicians, we weren't lawyers, we weren't experts in anything. We were just ordinary citizens trying to protect our homes. But there was so much work to do and so much going on. And I thought it might be useful or informative for me to just read you some of the minutes of our meetings of the town of Shorter City Council. The first meeting was held on April the 26th, 1984, opened with prayer. Um, the mayor talked about, that was me, talked about a lot of things. And um, she and I announced that the city of Shorter now had an address. I'd had to go get a P.O. box for the city of Shorter because we were going to be sending and receiving all kinds of communications. The telephone number for the city of Shorter was uh, the house where I lived because there was nowhere else for it to be. I We decided we would join the League of Municipalities, which gave us some kind of leverage and, and put us together with other cities, not only to keep us informed, but to have their backing in making decisions. There was concern among the members, the people who were within the city limits about property tax. And 
we decided we'd put that off for a year until we see how much revenue was going to be coming into the city. We really didn't want to start charging property tax right away. The council decided that, um, or was informed, that according to Alabama law, although we had just had an election in April, there had to be another election in July. I talked about this in a previous podcast. And so if anybody wanted to run, we had to make the forms available. And we said that we charge a $10 fee for anyone who wanted to run in the July election. We decided on the on the council meeting date would be the third Thursday in each month. Already, and we knew this was coming, people were starting to apply for liquor licenses, building permits to have something down by the dog track. One of those applications, again, to show you the nature of the corruption, was to build a convenience store um, and it, some of the investors in the convenience store were actually officials of the city of Tuskegee and of Macon County. We really didn't, we knew that people would be building things, but they wanted to build it at the, right at the entrance to a large housing subdivision called Brooklawn in Shorter. It was exactly at the space, at the place, where the children of Brooklawn would come out to get on the bus to go to school. And we had a real concern about safety for kids standing in the parking lot of a convenience store um, to get on the bus. And particularly coming home in the evening the traffic that would be at that corner was going to be sizable. And if you added in the traffic from the dog track, it just seemed to be um, hazardous to us. So we really weren't in favor of issuing that. And the officials took exception to that and took us to court. And my recollection is they did finally build this convenience store. They put up a shelter for the children so they could stand under it and not, you know, not be in the rain. And that was nice. But um, as I recall, they had a lot of problems at that store with drainage because it was kind of built down in a culvert and they had a hard time getting it right. And it didn't last very long, I don't think, because... There were so many other places. They were building a, a, a truck stop up the road from them. There was already a convenience store well established in that area run by a local person. And so they didn't have much success with that. But that's the kind of thing we had to deal with. We had people presenting us with bills to pay. Uh, someone had decided they needed to do a survey to have a surveyor come out and look at something because they thought our city limits were all wrong or something. And this person now wanted the city of Shorter to pay them $500 for the survey. And we said, well, we didn't ask to do the survey. 
why should we pay you? In the meeting in May of 1984, we talked about the fact that a census had to be taken, that we had to do planning and zoning. Um, we had asked for help for that, and we hoped that we would receive it. And also now being a city, we were going to start receiving our portion of sales tax revenue and other revenue from the state that was given out to the municipalities. Mayor Ford, Johnny Ford, um, who had lost his bid to annex the dog track um, with that weird city limit that went down one side of Highway 80 and up the other, it was in the previous episode. He now was becoming extremely friendly to us, invited me up to the mayor's office, and um, he gave me a certificate and a key to the city of Tuskegee. Um, I also went to talk to him about the electric poles that he was putting down Highway 80 because he still was determined he was going to sell electricity to the dog track. But he was putting the electricity poles on private property. And that was going to be problematic. And I had to discuss that with him. There was just, every time you turned around, there was something else. We had to go to our county commissioner to talk about putting up speed limit signs and weight limit signs. And our county commissioner was not very happy that the city of Shorter had been formed, so he was less than, you know, he, he didn't respond quickly to our requests. We needed to do something about fire protection, and so we began looking at a volunteer fire department, and there was a fire truck that was there that belonged, I believe, to the county, but it was not in use so we had to look into getting that out and getting it repaired and getting fire protection okay in june we talked more about our relationship with the abc board in alabama all alcoholic beverages are controlled by a state entity called the Al the alcohol beverage control commission and in fact, when people go to the liquor store in Alabama, they say, I'm going to the ABC store. And so we had to be clear on what the regulations were for ABC and how we were going to apply them in the city of Shorter. We had a light bill to pay because we were using um, the uh, someone's abandoned store as our meeting place. And we had like an $8.50 light bill to pay. When we're setting up now, this is June, we have to have this election in July. And um, I was being opposed by the same gentleman who opposed me the first time. And he was demanding a poll watcher. So we had to give him, the, the council had to formally approve 
that he could have a poll watcher. So just things. And then finally, in July, was the time for us to do the actual uh, election, July the 10th. And I ran again, and all the council members ran again, and we were all reelected. But the cost of the election was setting up the voting booths and so forth that was handled by the county, but it was $307.50. And we had a bill for $425 for printing the ballots. So that's about $740 that we had to pay for stamps and stationery, phone calls, all of that included. Fortunately, by that time, we had to start receiving revenue from the state, and we were able to take care of those bills, but all of that had to be voted on. So we also had to talk about how all of these new businesses were impacting um, particularly our sewage system. This is out in the country. There was no sewer system. It was all on septic tanks. Now, the, the dog track, of course, had a huge one. They took care of their own. But if we're going to have a hotel, a motel, a convenience store, this and that and the other, it would be very easy for us to end up with some real pollution problems. And so we had to call on state officials to help us regulate that and to require the businesses that wanted to open in the city of Shorter to submit like a climate impact study to show how they were going to take care of sewage and water and all the rest of it um, and not become a health hazard. And because Shorter is now a city, we would have all kind of visitors who want to come. There was an election coming up for the Board of Education in Macon County, and we had a time where candidates for the Board of Education would come to our council meetings uh, to present their case. And we had to limit them for three minutes each because they would go on and on and on. We also found out exactly how the dog track was going to operate. It would be opened 303 days a year. They would have dog racing every night, Monday through Saturday at 7.30. They would have matinees on Wednesday and Friday at 3 and on Saturday at 1. And they expected somewhere upwards of 1,500 cars per day to, be, to come to the dog track. Now, most of them came off of Interstate 85 and right into the dog track, but others came down Highway 80 and right through the town of Shorter to get to the dog track. So we had to talk with the state trooper, state police about um, traffic control, safety measures, putting up stop signs, we had to get experts to come in and show us how that would be done. Now, the state was very happy to help with that. 
but it all had to be done. And it was really kind of overwhelming. So many things coming at us at the same time. And we're kind of out there hoping we're doing the right thing. There was one other big issue. Um, as I've described before, the, the bill that opened up dog racing was constructed so that 4% of the profit approximately went to the county of Macon. And part of that money was distributed among the cities that were in Macon County. And that at that time, there were only three. When the original bill was passed, it was Tuskegee, Notasolga, and Franklin. Those were the only cities in Macon County. After the bill was passed, of course, Shorter was incorporated. So Shorter was due um, part of the money from the dog track because it was a, a municipality in Macon County. But the only legal way that Shorter could get that money would be that the bill would be taken back to the Alabama legislature and amended, right? Because we're not in the bill. There's no allocation in this money at all for shorter because we didn't exist at the time. So they would have to go back, add shorter in, and then we would be included in the calculations of how the money was distributed. Well. Our state representative and our state senator did not want to do that. They said they were afraid if they took it back, and this was going to be such a moneymaker, that the other members of the, of the uh, legislature would try and shoot it down or not pass it or revoke it. And those just didn't seem to be rational, reasonable, reasonable concerns. Um, they just didn't want Shorter to have any of the money. But we were quite adamant that they should do it, but we didn't know how we could, we could force them to do it. We couldn't really do that. But I'll talk about that some next time. So here we were in the middle of all this, trying to do all this. Uh, we finally got a, a small building in downtown Shorter, that would serve as our city hall. Um, and we were moving along and doing the best we could to cope with all of these changes that were coming through. There were some very positive things. We were able to talk to the state about improving our roads. Um, they paved the road that ran down like the main street past the post office. There were benefits to being a city. It opened up possibilities, but it was also a huge responsibility. In addition to that, the dog track was being built. It was um, continued to, the construction continued, uh, truckloads of cement and wood, and goodness knows what was pouring in there for the construction of this huge, huge facility. And remember that one of the things that they had promised when the dog track was going to be built was jobs. 
oh, they're going to be just all of these wonderful jobs that are going to come to Macon County. As many things that are politically promised, that didn't exactly turn out the way they said it would. There were jobs in the office at the dog track, but nobody locally from Macon County or very few got those kinds of jobs. They were all people associated with the developer, Milton McGregor, who was given the contract. So the jobs left for local people to get were limited. You could get a job cleaning out the dog cages. Perhaps the most prestigious, if that's a word you want, job you could get was being a security guard or being a teller that is standing in the window taking the bets. <laughs> in a kind of an ironic kind of situation, I got a call from an official over at the dog track who said, because uh, remember now, I'm, I'm, I'm not really working here. I don't really have a job per se. I was substitute teaching. Um, I had not been back in the country very long, and my husband had died. I mean, it was a lot of stuff. So they called and said, asked me if I would like a job at the dog track. And I'm going, What? You want to offer the mayor of Shorter a job at the dog track. So I went, okay, I'll play. And I went over to see what the job was. And they wanted me to be a teller. That is, taking the bets and paying off the bets, like at the, at the horse racing track. Well, if there was ever anything that had a big red flashing sign going set up on it, that was it. Right. Oh, the mayor was here, and her her drawer was uh, was short. She didn't have the right amount of money, or well. So I went and I went through the training, and it's very complicated because just like in horse racing, they have their own jargon for across the board and trifectas and things. I didn't understand any of that. And it was just asking for trouble for me to take that job. Not only, but there was conflict of interest in so many ways. And it gave the wrong appearance and everything. And I said, after I saw what was going on, I said, thank you very much, but no thanks. But you could get a job as a teller, maybe. A security guard cleaning out the dog cages. And there was one other job that you could get, and it is the one I found to be the most offensive. You know how at a horse track, when the horses come out, there's the rider on the horse, and then there is another rider accompanying them to get them to the starting gate so they can um, you know, be ready to race. Well, dogs don't have a jockey on them. So you could be a dog leader. That is, you lead the dogs out, help them get into the starting gate. Before the mechanical rabbit goes, the starting gate opens and the dogs take off. 
But the people they had leading the dogs out were dressed in a particular way. They had on, as I recall, dark blue or black pants. They had on a t-shirt that said Victory Land on the front and on the back. And they had on a little cap. You know, a small built cap. And they looked, looking at the people, they looked just like lawn jockeys. You know what I mean? Those statues that people used to have in front of their houses that were now considered so offensive. They were usually of a, a, a black person, a male, dressed in this kind of uniform with a little hat on, um, holding uh, reins or something like that. But it was a very derogatory kind of uh, statue that people had in their yard. They don't, I don't, don't have them anymore. But that is exactly what it looked like. And you would see them practicing with the dogs, and they would all come out in a row, holding the dogs, and they in their little uniforms and their little caps, and and these were mostly African American. Men, actually, there were some women. But this was the great job that you were going to get at the dog track. That or security guard or being a teller. Those were the jobs. But on the higher levels, there were none. Some of the higher level jobs were given to officials of the county. Again, huge conflict of interest. So, lots going on. Let me tell you, running a city, it, it, it's not simple. And the thing that made it a lot easier for me was that the people of Shorter were invested in their city. They took time to come to the meetings. They took time to listen. They raised objections when they needed to. They brought things to our attention that needed to be. And I think they set an example for what we should do today. I know we all read about our city council meetings and, oh, I don't want to go to that. It's very boring. And oh, Yeah. But then when they make a decision you don't like, all of a sudden, where did that come from? Well, they've been talking about it for six months. You just weren't there. Keep track of what's going on. Even if you don't go to the meeting, maybe, but keep track of what's going on in your city. Keep track of what they're approving and how they're approving it and who it is that's being brought in your community to build things. You have a right to do that. And if it's something you find objectionable, you have a right to go to them and say, no, no, uh-uh, this isn't going to work for us. That's the reason the city of Shorter became so successful. It was the active participation of the people. Now, there were times when someone wanted to do something and we knew that was really outside of the parameters of the city to do that, and we had to tell them no, but that's all part of it. I've heard it said, and this is not a new saying, that democracy 
is a very bad form of government, but all the others are so much worse. This is democracy. It is clumsy at times. It is awkward. It is time-consuming. It is slow sometimes. But it is the system we have, and it's the best system I can think of in the world, and it works because it is the people deciding what they want, what they need in their communities on an individual basis. And here was democracy in action. The little guys standing up to the big powerful guys and saying, I don't think so. We are going to protect our community. Next time, episode number six, we're going to talk about what happened when the dog racing finally did open and what a tremendous impact. The, the, the thought of it was one thing, but the actual impact was something totally different. Totally different. How it changed life in that little community was quite extraordinary. So join me next week for the opening of the dog track and the saga of the city of Shorter will continue. Thanks for listening. Bye.